0: All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS office hours. It is Friday, July 14th of 2023, officially the first day of the second half of the MLB season. MLB returns today with a big 14-game main slate. I'm looking forward to it myself. I hope all of you are as well. Uh, uh, aside from MLB here we have PGA cut today good luck to all of you with your cut sweats we have a showdown over the weekend it is Friday we do this show Monday through Friday 2 p.m. Eastern so last show of the week here if you guys have any questions you want to get in ahead of the weekend here with MMA on Saturday with NASCAR on Sunday now would be the time to get those questions in but for those of you who are new here welcome my name is Andrew I'm one of the coaches over here at Saber Sims the show where we go over how to use saversome app answer any and all dfs related questions questions can come in one of three ways you can reach us via support at uh, send an email to support at Sabersim.com letting us know what your question is and we will answer it on this show You can post questions live in the youtube chat and you can also post questions in the office hours channel in our discord server if you're not in our discord and want to get joined up there is a link in the description below get access to all of our similar channels get access to all of our individual support channels where members of the community and other members of the saberson team are interacting each and every day giving and taking feedback around dfs related concepts it is a great place to hang out if you want to grow your knowledge as a dfs player here but with that being said going to get the app pulled up uh we have one question that came in via support here we have a couple questions that came in in the office hours channel so we are going to start with those and see where we go from there but should be a fun show glad to be able to talk some mlb here first question that came in via support question says one question I have for you as head coach that I have been struggling with in my approach is how many lineups to take. Let's say I have 350 entries on FanDuel, should I build 5000 lineups and take uh take the top 350? Or should I double up on some and take 300 or even 200 and have some duplicates? Just wanted to sit, see your point of view on this as I have not seen this scenario in any of the coaching videos so far. Okay, so this is a good question to get us started today. So the answer here is is it's going to depend on two things. One, the contest you're playing. Two, uh the approach that you want to take here in your risk management so i'll 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 tell you guys how i think about this and you can you know uh run with that or adapt that to to however you feel as like a uh, dfs player your risk tolerance etc so the way i like to approach this is that you know, I like to get as much action down under three dollars as I can, right? So say you're playing on FanDuel, like you said, you might be playing all the satellites, right? They have a ton of satellites, they have 10 cent satellites, 25 cent satellites, $1 satellites, right? Where sometimes you know you're playing for a $4 ticket, a $5 ticket, but you could rack these tickets up at a uh at a discounted price, right? You're playing all these 10 cent satellites, you might be winning these four dollar tickets. So Uh, you know, you might be getting these $4 tickets. I might actually be costing you $2, uh, because you're winning so many of them. Right. So that's a great way to get access to some higher dollar contests at a discounted rate. Right. But, uh, it's, it's, uh, you run into this problem where like, okay, I'm playing all these small satellites. I'm also playing, you know, the piggy bank, which is a 150 max. I'm playing the two, 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 which is a 20 max or 25 max. I don't really want to play a unique lineup in every single contest where my highest scoring lineup ends up in a satellite that wins $4 when I instead could have played it in one of these GPPs and took down, you know, a thousand dollar first place prize, right? That'll feel really bad. So the way that I handle this personally, is I go through my contest list and I see which contest do I care about the first place prize? Which contest uh where if I win makes an impact on on me, on my bankroll, etc. Here, right? And and I set those contests aside. So that might be the piggy bank, which is 150 entries. That might be the two, 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 which is 20 entries. That might be the 25 cent, 20 max, which is 20 entries. So then that right there is 190 lineups. And then I have all of these other satellites where I'm winning, you know, uh smaller dollar tickets, right? So I might build 190 lineups for those three GPP contests. And then from that 190, duplicate those lineups into my satellites where at least I know that, um, if one of those has a high scoring, uh, really high scoring outcome, it's going to win me a GPP. And then it will also win me a satellite kind of as like an added bonus as a cherry on top. Right. But I'm not, I'm not missing the pie, right? I'm getting my pie with that first place GPP finish. And then I'm getting the cherry or cherries on top of those satellite wins. If that lineup ends up in, you know, one satellite, two satellites, depending on how many times it is duplicated. So that's the way I like to approach it. Go through your contest list, see which contests matter to you from a first place prize equity standpoint, and then build unique lineups for those contests and then duplicate the rest, right? Or another approach here, which I'm totally okay with is, um, taking, taking, all of your entries right you have 350 entries maybe you build 350 unique lineups but when you go to fill them you order them based on the the same principle right which contests matter to you the most so you're putting your highest price to first as your top contest your second highest prize to first as your second contest and then you are ordering them down and you're you're filling them unique rank so in this version right you are playing a you, you are playing 350 unique lineups, but you're putting your top 190 lineups going based off the example that we're rolling with here. You're putting your top 190 lineups into the top three contests that we talked about. And then you are filling each additional entry, each satellite from that point on with a unique lineup. But at least if one of those lineups in the satellite ends up scoring higher than one of your, uh, three, three contests in your GPP, at least, you know, Hey, I would never have gotten to this lineup anyways, right? If I was building 190 lineups, I basically would have never got to any one of these lineups, 191 through 350. So you're entering unique, but you know that you're entering your top 190 lineups into those three contests you care about. And then you're just entering unique lineups, uh, further down your contest list from there that you would have never played. Anyways, right? So I think one of those two options is a really good option here if you're looking uh, to to figure out how you want to do it. So if you want to value unique lineups, use the unique rank method here, where you're putting your top contests uh, at the top of your entry editor here, and then filling from there. Or if you are okay with duplicating lineups, just build 190. Make sure that um, you know you're putting 190 into those three contests that you care about, and then duplicating all of your satellites from there so those are the two best ways uh that that i would suggest handling this particular situation but really good question to get us started today uh this question did come in from support so we will get a timestamp recording of this question being answered back over to you all right next question here from alvis question says how do you approach today's mlb main with so many games with weather concerns okay so let's jump over here and let's check out what the, uh, weather concerns look like here. So if you guys aren't familiar, uh, Roto grinders has this free MLB weather dashboard here, run by Kevin Roth, where you can come in and at a glance, see what the weather for today's contest looks like, right? So we're seeing, uh, a lot of weather, like you said, so yellow, yellow, orange, orange, yellow, green, yellow, Yellow, orange, yellow, orange, green, yellow. So if you guys aren't familiar with this, uh, green is, like, good to go. Possibly even a good hitting environment. Yellow is, like, hey, there's some rain. Might want to be a little careful here, but probably not too much postponement risk. Where we get into orange is is postponement risk territory here or, um, you know, a, a game that doesn't finish, right, maybe goes six innings or something like that. And then red is, like, really bad, probably going to get postponed, high postponed uh likelihood here. So a lot of a lot of orange on this slate. I think that's the big thing that you're looking for, right? Orange yellow. I would say that even yellow, you can read these descriptions a little bit. If there's a really high chance for a delay, sometimes what I do is uh let's see. So so San Diego Philly here. I haven't I, I haven't read through all of this here, but I do see a chance for a delay here. If if the reports that are coming in say that there is like solid chance for a delay, but the delay will pass and the rest of the game should play out fine, I might just go and X pitchers from that game. So that's something that I I, I uh, do pretty frequently here. So I actually don't see San Diego Philly on the main slate. They might be playing earlier here. So let's go take another update. Um, Let's see. Let's take... Let's let's just use Boston Chicago as an example here. We'll say that hey, high likelihood for a delay, um, but game should play out fine after the storm passes. So for this Boston Chicago game, what I would do here normally is go into these two teams, filter for them, go to pitchers, and then I would just X their starting pitchers. You know, this is a big fourteen game slate with um, a lot of options here, so that's twenty eight starting pitchers. You do not need to take huge risks on these guys in these weather games, especially if there is a high chance for delay here. So that's normally how I handle this from a pitcher perspective. I'm okay leaving the hitters in if that's the case, but then, you know, let's go and look at like an orange slate. This Tampa Bay KC game says storms clearing after first pitch. I think a late start is likely, but if they're patient, it is clear the rest of the night. So based on kind of the wording here, and then he'll also update this about an hour to lock. I'll come back and, and, you know, Check on some of these weather games, but let's say that the the uh, coverage was worse, right? Like, hey, you know, not really sure what they're gonna do here. Uh, uh, postponement is very much in in the in the works, right? So, one, this is gonna come down to what site you are playing on, okay? And the reason for that is DraftKings handles this much differently than Fanduel does, right? So, let's say that this game started right at lock. Uh, we'll say that this game started at. You know this this 7 p.m. Eastern. If this game starts in a delay on Fanduel, if they end up postponing it, what Fanduel will do, they will essentially move the lock time, uh, the game start time. They'll change it to the last game on the slate and let you swap out your players. So there's not a ton of risk playing weather games on Fanduel. It. uh, in the case that the game does not start, right? So if they play one inning, the game goes to a delay, the game gets postponed, they will not unlock the players. But if the game starts in a delay, the game gets postponed, they will unlock the players. You could swap those players accordingly here, right? So on FanDuel, not a ton of risk. On DraftKings, if this game starts in a delay and the game gets postponed, you're you're dead. Uh, those players all get zeros. So you want to be a lot more careful In those situations right so generally big 14 game slate i think that mlb specifically there's a lot of paths to victory here so you could probably find a different combination where um you could still take down your contest right there was a really good example of this in the dfs daily newsletter recently here where dr toy who is a saber sim user came in second place in a uh, dfs contest and he had a score of like 233.2 and the winning lineup had a score of 233.3. So literally 0.1 point difference for a 75 K swing, which is just, which is absolutely brutal. Uh, But, but aside from that, one thing that the newsletter uh, noted or pointed out was that the winning lineup and Dr. Toys lineup only shared one player across those lineups, right? And there's nine players in a FanDuel MLB lineup here. So, so baseball is this interesting sport where there are actually a lot of paths to victory, uh, kind of different from a sport like NBA, where if you miss out on like the value player, uh, it's going to be pretty hard for you. You know, you're, you're probably going to share a lot more players with like the top five lineups in the contest here. Uh, Baseball, not so much like that. So a lot of paths to victory for baseball. I think it's probably better to just x the x the x those teams uh, especially if they're chalky right so i don't know who has the highest implied run total for some of these weather games but say that you know who's who's super high okay this is actually a great example so tampa bay we have tampa bay at a 6.2 implied run total uh their game is orange right so let's say that you know this this weather report isn't isn't terrible here you know storms clearing after first pitch first pitch I think a late start is likely, but if they are patient, it clears the rest of the night. So let's say, like, hey, game might start late, uh, but but they're good after that, right? Let's say that, you know, there was legit postponement risk in this Tampa Bay game. You know, Tampa Bay is probably going to be pretty chalky with such a high implied run total here. Um, they're probably vying for ownership very close to the Yankees in Colorado. And there, there are two teams above six here. You know, it might be worth just Xing Tampa Bay and say, "Hey, I'm going to go look elsewhere." Right? So, uh, one, this is a way to be different from the field. I I think that you know, there there are anecdotally here, and from what I've heard from other players I talked to, uh, a lot of people don't take this into account too much. They're okay playing some of these weather games here. So, this is something that you learn from playing slates over and over. You get to see how people are handling the weather here. So. People are saying, hey, regardless of the forecast, you know, I'm playing Tampa Bay. They're a great spot. That might be a great option to just get away from him there. Uh on the other hand, right, if you're seeing something different, if people are are actively getting away from Tampa Bay because of the weather report, you know, there they're still a high implied run total team here. Uh, so maybe you can get some, maybe you can get an ownership discount, right? Maybe you could play them mm-hmm. at a bit little bit uh lesser ownership percentage here. And hopefully the game plays based on, you know, the weather report and uh, you get a good team at a discount, right? So in general here, I think it's okay to stay away from these games that have postponement risk, but I would, I would one, look at the weather report. I would two, wait for the update within an hour to lock here and then make your decisions from there. So I think that, you know, one, know what site you're playing on because they handle it differently. Two, wait for the latest and greatest weather report. And then three, figure out, um, you know, what, what other tout sites are, are saying about this game, right? Are they telling their people to fade it? Are they telling their people it's going to be okay? You can, uh, you know, y- use a little bit of qualitative analysis there to enhance the the likelihood that um, these players are played or aren't played, etc. here and make decisions about what you want to do from there. So not a a wrong or right answer here. going to really depend, but I hope that gives you some things to think about here and to work into your process. All right, another really good question here. Uh, Next question from Motown. Motown said, uh, does adjusting projections negatively or positively affect the Sims? A great question here and so basically let's let's do a reset here gonna reset any projection adjustments i've made etc here with this red reset button up at the top and the way this works right i'm gonna use a pitcher for example i think it's a little easier to showcase here let's say that i think that shohei otani is going to uh strike a lot of people out pitch really well here right so we have him at 19.77 let's say that i want to put him up to um 21.77 21.77 a two-point projection increase here 77. Seven. okay so now he's my highest projected pitcher and if i go and click on his name this will show you his range of outcomes in our sims this is a uh summary basically of how he did in all of our sim outputs we have thousands and thousands of sims these are these show you the different buckets that he falls into across those sims right so his most likely outcome is is about his uh about his projection here at about 14%. We say that you know 1% of the time he is scoring 40 plus points and about 3% of the time he is scoring 0 points. So this would be an outcome where you know he gets lit up and then this would be probably be outcome on the 40 side where he you know throws really, really well, goes deep into the game, possibly, you know, a complete game, et cetera here, right? So this is his range of outcomes. When you adjust his projection by two points, what you are doing is you are shifting this distribution. So every time he gets zero, he now gets two. Every time he gets 40, now he gets 42. Every time he gets 20, he gets 22, right? So what you are doing is you are raising the floor, you are raising his ceiling, and and that is how we are accounting for your adjustment here. And then similarly, if you were to give him a uh, negative adjustment, every time he scores 40, he now scores 38. Every time he scores 20, he now scores 18. So we are basically taking our range of outcomes and then putting your custom projection adjustment on top of that and and adjusting from there. So one, you get the access to our range of outcomes. And then two, you get your uh, adjustment on top of that, right? So a little bit of the best of both worlds here, and that is how we handle those adjustments. All right. Question from Motown. Second question. Question says, uh, you know what? Let me get rid of this clutter here and just get Saber Sim pulled back up since we are done talking about weather. Uh, next question says, what is a way to tell Saber, do not stack these particular teams but still get one-offs from these teams? I don't want to X out anything pre-build until I can see what Saber Sim gives me first. Okay. So let's say that, you know, I want to take a team like Cleveland, maybe, you know, low implied run total, but I'm totally okay playing, you know, J Ram as a one-off, Stephen Kwan, Jose Naylor, some of these, some of these players as one-offs here, right? So what I would do is I would go to lineup rules. I would write a group rule here. So I'm going to go to add new rule, rule type group. I'm going to rule, rule type automatic here. And then what I'm going to say is use no more than one. I'm going to group by team here. And then I'm going to save these as manual rules. Okay. So once I save these as manual rules, I can click this dropdown and then it's going to create a different rule for every team here. So from here, what you can do is say that, you know, you don't want to play Cleveland. Like I said, one, I can go and look at what this rule says. So if I click this pencil, it basically took all nine of the Cleveland hitters in the lineup and then says, use no more than one. So that's exactly what I wanted. Great. So then from here, I, you know, the only tedious part is that you're going to have to go through here and uncheck all of these other teams here. Um, this is a good option if there are more than one team that you want to do this rule for here. So then I would just go through and basically uncheck uh, uncheck the rule, which makes it inactive for every team, except Cleveland here. Uh, so this is one way to do it. The other way would be to do this same rule, which, you know, it takes a little bit, but I just knocked through it right now. So then now this rule is only active for Cleveland. Say you only want to do this for one rule and say, you want to do this rule for only one team and not multiple teams. You can also do this as a manual rule. So then rule type group selection method manual use no more than one. And then I can just go to Cleveland. And then I'm just gonna sort by order here. And then I'm just gonna check in their nine hitters, right? So then boom, now all nine hitters are in this rule. I'm gonna hit save. And then now that is the same rule just for one team, right? So if you're gonna do this for multiple teams, uh, do the automatic rule and then uncheck the teams you don't want. And then if you're gonna do this for one team in particular, probably just easier to do a manual rule and then you only have to click you know nine times for the nine hitters as opposed to uncheck all 27 other teams that you don't want the rule for so those are the two ways to write that rule that i have found work best here all right um tx in the office hours channel said is this for the live so every day in the office hours channel in discord i send a going live notification um or a uh upcoming stream notification an hour before the show you can just click that invitation and then it will give you the link to watch this show live on youtube and then we also stream this show on twitter as well if you are um if you follow us on twitter at saberson all right uh we are all caught up with questions at the moment questions from support questions from the discord here I see a lot of people still tuning in. What is going on? Everybody, glad you guys can make the show. Uh, happy to be back for the start of the MLB second half here. But if while we wait for any last questions to come in, just want to remind you guys, if you guys are not playing over on Owner's Box, highly recommend taking advantage of our partnership with them. Uh, they are an up-and-coming DFS site here that are continuing to grow here. We were the first major optimizer to support them at the beginning of the MLB DFS season here. It's been a great partnership to date. One of my favorite things is that a lot of the contests are overlaying right now. They are sizing up their contests, trying to grow. So that means overlay that you can capture, right? So there are contests where they are um, not even filling to the rake point where they are paying you to play. So your $5 entry becomes $6 once that contest lock. Rake-free contests, reduced rate contests, and the competition is generally going to be softer than what you can find on DraftKings, Fanduel, or Yaku. When you use promo code SABER or SABERSIM when you sign up, one, you can get up to a $500 deposit bonus, and two, we will track your entry fees for you, and you can earn free months of SABERSIM just by playing on the site and nothing else. So each time you hit one of these entry fee thresholds, we will reach out to you, let you know hey you have earned a free month of sabersim do you want to cash in on that prize or wait for the next prize tier uh once you cash in on that prize we will automatically reset your tracking to zero and then you will start earning towards your next free month right away here so if you're looking for this page looking for the this sign up link there is a link to this promo page in the description of this youtube video here but looks like a couple more questions are rolling in here going to jump back to sabersim And next question from Jose said, what is one lineup rule you would recommend for such a large 14 game slate? Uh, So, so my default rule here that I would recommend, you know, I'd say as a general heuristic rule, uh, this rule is fine here. So what you do is you go to rule type group, you go to selection method automatic here, and then we're going to change this use to if. So this is going to be a rule to kind of curate your one-offs here, right? So a lot of people say, Hey, um, I like to play one-offs who have a high likelihood of hitting a home run. And the reason for this rule is because, um, you know, the Mets might only score two runs, but but Pete Alonso might have hit a two-run home run, right? And that's awesome. So he can kind of get to his fantasy points that pays off his salary in and of himself without anybody else on the team. Uh, players with a low probability of hitting a home run might need a team environment to get there, right? So players uh, who don't get a lot of home runs, they might get a single, and then they might uh, they might score a run. So in order for them to score a run, somebody else has to get a hit, somebody else has to get an RBI, and you probably want to play more than one player from that team, right? So what this rule does is it it uh, helps curate your one off pool by by uh, including players that have a higher higher likelihood of hitting a home run. So What this rule says, if at least one player grouped by team here who has a home run expectation less than, and then you're going to use a number here. I like to use something around 0.1, then use at least two players from the same team. And then what this rule will do is like, Hey, if, uh, if we go over here and look at your stats, let's go off Cleveland. So these are all the players with the highest likelihood of hitting a home run. If we go down here, so basically everyone above 0.1 can be used as a one-off. And then all these guys under this rule, right? Uh, You could even write it at the rule. You could do 0.11. But all these guys, 0.09. So what I'm saying is, hey, if we are going to use Euriksen Profar in our lineup, I must use at least two other Rockies players. I do not want to use Profar just by himself, because I think that if Profar is scoring runs, other Colorado players are probably scoring runs as well. So as a general basic rule here, I think this rule is great. And I would, uh, I, if you're looking for a rule to start with, I think that this is a great baseline rule. So I'm going to show it one more time on the screen here. You know, pause the video, rewrite the rule, just as I have it written here, and you should be all set. All right. Next question here from Danny. Danny said, is the filter by mean?" Now gone in golf. Uh, okay, so so no, it shouldn't be. And the geomean filter. So in order to use a geomean filter, and let's go to let's just go to golf. We'll just go to golf. So let's say I was building lineups for today, which is the round two PGA event, right? And I wanted to build some showdown lineups. One, going to make my two adjustments here. Just gonna run 500 lineups we'll get this kicked off and um just letting these lineups build here so gonna take a minute to run and then we will get into the post build and start talking about this here and grab some water while we wait All right, lineups are finishing up now, loading in to the post build. So now we are in the post build, right? So let's say that I want to have a uh, mean number. I want to use a mean filter. So first thing, in order to do this, this is not a default filter. This is a custom metric that I built. So if you want to be able to use custom metrics, you have to be on the Saberson Pro plan. But you hit this dropdown, you go to add metric. I'm going to name it GeoMean. For my ease here. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to write a metric that says my own product geo mean, and I'm going to do the value. So the value is going to be the actual calculation. What rank would do is it would look at how many lineups are in my pool here, and then it would give it a score of one to 500. But I don't want that right now. I want the actual value of the geo mean calculation. So value name geo mean. And I'm going to hit save. So then now that I've saved this metric here that I've called GeoMeet, it is now going to show up as a summary statistic underneath every lineup here. And from there, once I've created this custom metric, it will be a uh, filter option here. But without the custom metric, it will not be a filter option. So one, you got to create it as a filter, as a custom metric and then two, it will show up as a filter. And then from here, you know, I can go in and uh, do a mean formula, figure out how many dupes I'm estimating for and, and filter appropriately. So make sure that you have it written as a custom metric and then you should be able to filter for it. Danny says the mean just for golf showdown, I wanted to use it on the masters. Um, so, So, no, you could, as long as you can create this custom metric, you can use it for any slate, any MMA slate, NASCAR slate, etc. here. Um, and and uh, you know, I know that golf contests are usually sized up for the uh for the majors here. So so if if there were ever a time to use it for golf, uh, you know, I, I could understand using it for a major here. So just make sure that you are on the pro plan, that you create this custom metric and then you can filter for it. If you're not on the pro plan and you mm-hmm. want to try it out. For the masters, if you go to your account, you should be able to sign up for a seven-day free trial of the Saberson Pro plan. So I would say, you know, just uh time it appropriately, right? So if you are if you want to use it for the masters here, it's Friday. So you would have that that um trial that would run through next Friday here. So if you started your trial today, you would one be able to create the custom metric, two be able to filter and um you know have that access until the the major kicks off. Danny said, okay, thank you. Was watching Jordan's golf video, but didn't see it. Got it now. Awesome. Glad I was able to clear that up for you. All right, everybody. Uh, We are all caught up with questions at the moment here. I know I've already kind of given a last call, so I think uh, we'll call it there for today. But if you guys are building lineups throughout the weekend here, question pops in your head, drop it in the office hours channel, Email us at support at saversim.com. That gives us a steady queue of questions to get started with on our next show, which will be Monday, 2 p.m. Eastern. Don't miss it here. But until then, good luck in all of your contests. Take care. I will see you all. Thanks. Bye.